0: Bible, go ahead and turn to the book of Revelation, chapter 6, we're going to start up where we left off last Sunday night, beginning in verse number 7, verse number 7. If I could get somebody to read for me, verses 7
1: and 8, please. And when he had opened the fourth seal. I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death, and Hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beast of the earth.
0: Okay, so we've already talked about the first three, the first three seals that were opened. And the first one was, uh, was the white horse. And uh, the one that set upon it was given power uh, to, to go forth and to conquer, uh, conquering and to conquer. Uh, the second seal was opened. There was a, a rider on a red horse that was given the power to him to take peace of the, from the earth and cause men to kill one another. And now, uh, the third seal that was open that we went over last uh, week, uh, there was the black horse, and the one that sat upon the black horse uh, had a pair of balances in his hands. And we talked then about about starvation and how much uh, inflation had taken over because there was a lack of food. In this fourth seal, we also have the beast, the fourth beast, and remember, there's only four beasts that has the eyes that, uh, that uh, John calls beast. And uh, when this seal is opened, this fourth beast speaks up and uh, says for him to come and see. Every time there's been a horse, there's been uh, the, the, the invitation given to come and see. And he said, I looked and I beheld, what color is this horse? Amen. Pale. Now, when you look up this word, pale, and you see what it means, most of us think, well, he's talking about a gray horse. Wouldn't, is that what you call <laughs> Well, this pale, this word pale, comes from the word chloros, chloros, which means black green. And so, what you think about when, if you've ever seen a, a body that's been dead very long, they have an ashen, what we call an ashen complexion. The color goes from their skin. There's a pale look. This is the color that he's describing that this horse is. And, and so it's, it's a pale, it's, it's, a, it's a very, it's almost got a green hue to it and it's also gray. And that's what you're seeing that, that this horse is. And, and look at the name of the one who sat on this horse. His name is Death. You know We talk about the death angel and, the, and he's got the sickle and all this stuff. And uh, this death angel here that's riding this horse right here uh, says when he rode this horse, hell followed him. Death followed him, the grave followed him, and power was given to him, now look at this, over one, over one-fourth of the earth to kill the sword with hunger and with death, and with all the beasts of the earth. Now when you look at these things, that how people are killed, you've already seen when one of them had the sword. Uh, one of them on the horses had the sword. We already know that when these things are unleashed in the earth, uh, somebody asked me the other day, do you think these are real people? Well, probably not. These are spiritual beings, and they, but they use real people to accomplish what God's given them the power to do. And, and uh, so that's debatable, I know. So y'all think what you want to about that, whether they're real or not, the results of them are the same. It's not gonna change that. And so uh, so the, the, this man that's on this horse, this, 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 this one called Death, and notice that it's spelled with a capital D capital D. And hell is spelled with a capital H in this writing for whatever, and and the King James version anyway. So he is is given power to him to kill one fourth of the the earth, and and he's gonna kill them with the sword, he's gonna kill them with hunger, and he's gonna kill them with death, and the the beasts of the earth. And what you see from the the one who went forward to conquer, uh, conquering and to conquer, the one who had taken away peace and caused men to kill each other, and, and then the, the, the one who, who brings the scales to tell us how much a loaf of bread, you'll remember the amount of wheat and barley it's talking about and the amount of money was a full day's wages to feed one person, if y'all remember that. And so all of these things are going on, naturally when these things start going on, when there's wars and, because conquering don't happen without war. How many of y'all know a country that just said, okay, I give y'all, I'm happy." Who does that? I mean, you know, France did it in World War II. To the Germans, they just were not fighting, but they did fight, and a lot of their people died. But anyway, so there's a lot of death involved here, and and when you have war, and you also have famine, and you have all of these other things that happen, when peace is taken from the earth, and when everybody starts to kill one another and look at one another this way, the, the everything on this planet suffers from that all the wildlife suffer the fields the crops the food the water everything suffers from that okay and so
1: we all we talked about last week that if you want to control a people you take you control their food and you control their water and you will control those people amen, amen. that is a truth
0: statement and so we what we find here when this 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 thing called death or this one called death on this, on this pale horse that held, or the grave followed him and he was given his power. Now think about this, there's eight billion people on this planet right now, that's a rough estimate. If one fourth of the people died, how many would be dead? Two billion. Two what length of time do we talk about this all happens in? Seven years, and we don't know the exact t- time of this happening right here, where it fits into this scenario, because we're gonna find out later on that there's gonna be a third of them taken again. And so we find here that uh, this guy has given the authority uh, to kill uh, two at least two billion, if it was in our day, it would be at least two billion people. Let that sink in a minute. Two billion people. People, Do y'all know how many people? How many knows what the population of the United States is? Three hundred one million. It's way bigger than there ain't no or near two billion people here. Does anybody know the two continents that possess that many people? India and China. India and China are the are the two nations that uh, that have that many people. As uh, a matter of fact, India just surpassed uh, China in population here in the last few years. They're the largest. Uh, nationality of people in the world now. And there's over two billion of them. Matter of fact, estimates say there may be closer to three billion of them. And China, it's hard to tell how many of them there really is, they're communistic. So they don't let information out very easy. So this is eight billion people is a rough estimate. But whatever that number is, an astronomical number, this,
1: this thing is given power to destroy one fourth of the world's
0: population. And he does it not just with the sword, because the sword is an indication of warfare. And so when the, there's war, there's lots of killing. You think about it, we had, how many people in Vietnam? 50, 55,000, somewhere around in there. And, and we have had war, like World War I, World War II, we've had millions of people die in those wars. But nowhere near the number two billion. Nowhere near those numbers. If you combine all the wars ever, I don't think you'd ever come up with that, that, that number. And so it's an astronomical number, and it's it's gonna happen quickly. It's gonna happen quick. Thank God the church ain't gonna be here. Amen. 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 You know, thank God that He's gonna come get us, and we're not gonna experience, we're not going to see this. Praise God for that. And so he says he's not only gonna kill them with the sword, but he's gonna kill them with hunger, and he's gonna kill them with death. Now that means he's talking about disease, he's talking about pestilence, things like that, that's gonna come because when war comes, and hunger comes, starvation comes, uh, pestilence comes, disease comes, the water gets polluted, the the food is unclean and unhealthy, but he adds something here. Do you also notice what the last thing is? He's also gonna kill with beasts. The beast, the beast of the earth, what does that mean? There's gonna be carnivorous animals, animals who eat meat, birds who eat meat, who are gonna begin to feast on human beings. Amen? We're already hearing things about, you know, the wild, the, the mountain lions and stuff, what they do, they have the bears, they attack, Things like that already will attack humans. I saw an interesting documentary uh, a couple of three well, actually been a few months ago now. And it was and I don't remember what country it was in. I just know that it was the Russians and the Germans were faced <laughs> off to one another, and they were in an area where it was really, really cold, it was ice and snow everywhere. These two armies had gotten bogged down in this this snow. And, and so, as a result, they ran out of food and they couldn't get supplies, and they didn't have the means that we do today to bring supplies in during the war. And so, th- and I think it was in World War I, and they didn't have the means to get supplies to them, so these people started <laughs> hunting out in the woods and they began to kill the animals. They began to kill all the things that looked like deer, elk, squirrels, everything that they could kill to eat, they, they did. Well, when they did that, the carnivorous animals, specifically wolves, and I'm talking about big wolves, not little wolves. There was a large number of big wolves in this area in the woods where these, these two camps were camped against each other. They were so, so uh, distraught and so hungry, they had forgotten about fighting one another, and they were worried about survival. These wolves got to attacking these men and killing them and eating them. And it was, it was strange because the, this documentary showed that, that, that the Germans and the Russians got together, their, their officers did, and said, well, look, we got to call a halt to this. These wolves are killing us like crazy. And they worked together and went out in hunting groups and killed wolves. Now think about that. And so when this time comes, not only are people gonna begin to starve. So when people begin to starve because they don't have corn, they don't have beans, they don't have soy, they don't have any of those things that we normally can eat, they're gonna go out and they're gonna start killing livestock. They're gonna start killing beef. They're gonna start killing horses. They're gonna start killing animals that they can eat. When you begin to kill the animals that carnivorous animals eat, it leaves them with no food. Now they're left facing starvation. And so your children, the children are not going to be safe if there's any here. The children are not going to be safe. There's nobody going to be safe when they go out and go through the woods hunting some day. There's some going to be out there ready to eat them. Amen. We're only top of the chain because we're smarter and got weapons. Amen. And so we have to be, and so this is something that is coming in this time. It's gonna be more horrible than you've ever imagined that it was gonna be. And there's gonna be the stench of death everywhere. Amen. There's gonna be the stench of death everywhere. And this man, this, this one on this pale horse, and, uh, and, and he uh, fell, hell followed him. And look at this, God gave him power to do this. Power was given unto him over the far, fourth part of the earth to kill. And it gives the message that he kills them with. And so this is what's happening. This is something that's coming. This is why it's called tribulation. And now listen, you've got to remember what kind of God would do that. Think about it. And, and that's what they're going to be saying. What, what, what kind of God does this? Well, it's the God of wrath. Amen? Amen. It's the God of wrath, and it's a payment to the world. This is not about men to men. It's about God against men. And man ain't got a chance. Man don't have a chance, because these things that he's sending, men cannot fight these things. And so, any questions about these four horsemen and what they're doing? One thing you brought out about the number
2: of people that's going to die, it's going to be impossible to Interred all of the people that die. and I can see one thing will
0: jump up real quick, and that's cholera. That's right, that's right. All the diseases that come with the stench of death and the, the decomposing of the bodies is gonna is gonna is gonna bring disease to people, and people that handle those are gonna be diseased from. It. Okay, and so these are things that that, that is coming. It's, I don't know about y'all. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. Uh, when this goes on. So this ends, the, the, the fourth seal, and this is the last time the beast will say come and see. And it's kind of ironic to me, and I tried to, to, to figure this out, why with the first four, the beast said come and see. And it's almost like they are controlling, or they're seeing where these things are going, and all these things that is going on. But it's it just kind of ironic to me that, that it mentions that every time, that every time one of these horses shows up, this being one of the beasts which they come and see till all four of them had said that. And it was the four horsemen of the apocalypse that uh, that he has shown them, and that's what we call it. Okay, if, any, if there's no more comments or questions, all right, let's move on to the fifth seal. The fifth seal. Somebody read for me verses 9 through 11, please. And we need to
1: open to the fifth seal. I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held And they cried with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest, yet for a little season, until their fellow servants also and their brethren, that should be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. Now this is very interesting
0: to me. This is still within the seven year period this is still after the horsemen are, are let loose on the earth. After these things, now, now we, I don't really believe that as these four horsemen are let loose that these things are happening instantaneously as they come to the earth. I think this is something that comes through a period, a, a process of, of a little bit of time. It's not gonna be a whole lot of time because it's all gonna happen in seven years. And so, this, so it's, it's happening and it's not gonna happen just immediately like this. It, 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 but it could, but I just don't think that it does. And so, when this fifth seal is opened, who's opening the seals? The Lamb, the Lamb that was slain. Remember, He's opening the seals. And when the, when the fifth seal was opened, John saw something, and he he had, nobody told him to come see. He didn't have to be instructed. He saw something immediately when the fifth seal was opened. <clears throat> now remember, as these seals are opened, John is seeing into time. He's seeing into events, he's seeing into those things. The Lord has led him there to send, to write down revelation, to give to us so we know what's coming. These things he's seeing and writing about have not taken place yet, remember that. So he's seeing these things and, and not in real time, he's seeing them in future time as the Lord is allowing him to see. God can do that, by the way. We call it visions, trances, and, and you wouldn't believe, the arguing. arguments, arguing over, did he really go up there? Was this just a triumph? Was he in the? what difference does it make? He saw it, and he wrote it down, and I believe it, don't you? I believe it, and so that's all that matters. And so when he had opened this fifth seal, he said, I saw under the altar, now look at this, the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Now, when I first read that, I thought, okay, these are the people that were killed during the tribulation. I don't think so. This, this is Gary. I don't think that's who they are. And so, look, we, we, and I'll get to it in a minute, why I don't believe that's who they are. The Bible don't tell us who they are. You notice that? None of the things that John saw, he's mentioned one single earthly man. Not one. Okay? You would think by now, John being one of the apostles of the Lord, he would see somebody of his, uh, the apostleship that have gone on ahead of him because they're already dead. But he's never called one name. He never says, I saw Thomas, I never saw Peter, I never saw Isaiah, I never saw Moses, he's never mentioned one name. And so he doesn't do that here either. And look at what, he says, they cried a loud voice saying, how long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Now listen to me. We always think when I leave here, I'm not gonna remember this place. This scripture right here tells us, for those who say that when you die, you don't go to heaven, this scripture tells us when you die, you go. Mm-hmm. And not only do you go, but at this moment in time that he's looking at, they have remembered earth. Oh, it's quiet in here now. They remembered. You know why they remembered? It says they did. It says, how long are you going to wait? Holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? They knew they were there, and they knew they had been killed for him. And they want to know. Now, I've got a theory about this, and it's just a theory. Uh, y'all can y'all can rebuff it or whatever, and I believe it. It's up to you. It's just something that, that I think the Lord showed me. And, uh, and when you look in the book of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews chapter 11, uh, it, it gives the, uh, the,
1: the people of faith, and, and, and it gives all of the patriarchs
0: and the great victories that they won, but at the end of that chapter, he talks about someone else. He don't even name names. He don't talk about Abrahams no more. He don't talk about the great victories and the great miraculous things that were done. This is what he says in chapter 11 of Hebrews, verse 35. Uh, He said, Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were,
1: and others, now this is the one I want you to listen
0: to, others were tortured, Mm -hmm. not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better Resurrection and others had trial of cruel mockings and scourging, Yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, on of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report from faith, received not the promise. God, having provided some better, uh, I don't know how I'm having trouble saying, better thing for us that they without us should not be made perfect. I believe these are the people that he sees under that altar. I believe that the patriarchs from the time of April to the time of the New Testament is there. Any any comments on that? Any questions?
1: Could it be those in the middle of all this and all the evil things happening, there is still a ripple effect of students <coughs> that were planted that we didn't see, but when all this took place, those that were left behind says it gets real. This could be the demonic oppression that was being attacked during all this time, and it could be those that, when they stand before people, the evil things that are happening, to say, "Ten, is this going to be horrible?" And they boldly, if they do, if they will, they're they're murdered during this time. I think.
0: It is possible, and but I think this next verse kind of identifies that these people listen to what it says, and they were given white robes every one of them, and it was said unto them, now look what was said to them, that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. So these people have been martyred through time. These people have been martyred, and they they knew that the Lord said, vengeance is mine. They knew that the Lord said, I will fight for you and yet they had died horrific, horrible deaths, and now they're at the throne, and they're wanting to know, God, what are you waiting on? We remember, we remember what happened to us, and the answer is given to them, wait, not yet, rest. You're here, you have on the white robe, you're not suffering anymore, you wait right here. Because there's something else
3: got to happen before I can take vengeance. He says, your fellow servants and your brethren have got to die like you did. You know what, when you look back at people like Moses, a lot of the patriarchs that didn't get martyred, they're already dead. We know they're going to be lifted up in the resurrection with us when when the rapture takes place. But these that died in this manner that has to be fulfilled, so that that means another resurrection for just them is going to happen when Christ comes back to earth. Don't it talk about that right before the millennium starts? Yeah. That the martyrs at that time will be resurrected? Well, we know that Moses was
0: was taken by Michael. <clears throat> His body was taken by Michael. So Moses was there. Him and Elijah. Elijah was taken up in the whirlwind. Elijah and Moses showed up on the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus, so they're there. We know that Abraham's there because he shows up in the the story of the rich man and Lazarus, and Lazarus is in Abraham's bosom. So we don't really know which ones of those that are already in heaven, but we do if we believe what the Scripture says in Ecclesiastes where it said that when our soul leaves us, it goes back to God who gave
3: it. their souls were there. That's right, and so
0: these people right here were there. They were already there. And I believe it's the people who had died in earlier years and and it's just my belief when I read this and I got to think about it, that was the thought that came into my head and it wouldn't leave, and it's still there. And so uh, I believe that the Lord is trying to show us this people that that John is looking at right here is a people who had been martyred and killed and murdered for the cause of God. Old Testament. the way I believe it, and I believe that the the New Testament Christians are gonna—they're already there because they're raptured, and so the ones that are left that aren't there are the fellow uh, the fellow brethren or the uh, the uh, what does he call them the fellow servants and their brethren are not there yet, and this is what's got to happen. These people hadn't been killed yet. So what he's seeing there, he's seeing a group of people who had already been killed, who is already there, who already had them on their robes, and who's calling for vengeance on, on what happened to them. And the answer to that is, you rest, you're here, something's got to happen before vengeance happens. So the full wrath of God has not fallen on this earth at this time. The, the death and destruction that we know is coming maybe has not happened at this time so he's laid the groundwork with these four horsemen and what their power, the power that's given to them and we don't know at what point because we just don't know. You know, I could sit up here and say, well, I know when they're going to do that. I don't know. The scripture does not, the scripture never tells us a time nor does it give us a geographical location. The only time a geographical location is mentioned in the book of uh, uh, Revelation is when it mentions the Mount of Olives and it mentions Jerusalem. No other time, it just says these things are falling on the world. Now remember, this is the wrath of God, not just on the, 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 the what God is trying to do is purify Israel. There's gonna be a great massacre of these people. We're gonna see that in, the, in future chapters. There's gonna be a gigantic massacre of the people of Israel. What happened to them in Germany? Ain't gonna be nothing to what's gonna to happen to them in this tribulation. That's why Jesus said, if the days of the tribulation had not been shortened, they wouldn't have survived. That's how bad it's going to get for them. But there's other people all over the world that the wrath of God has fallen on for their treatment of Christians. And and treatment of of other people who came to them in, in the name of God, in the name of truth. And they killed them. So these are the things that you got to look at and think <laughs> about. So I think that that clue from verse 11 it, it kind of identifies the people that's mentioned in Hebrews and they don't listen. They don't give us names of them people in Hebrews. If you'll notice, the fathers of faith, they, they give names. But these people here are nameless. And they <laughs> suffered. Yes, sir. That, uh, that verse 9, where it talks about they were slain
4: for the word of God, for the testimony in which they held. Mm-hmm. Now, it looks to me like you just maybe, maybe all these people, millions of people that have died <coughs> throughout the ages that have died just a natural death or because of a disease or, you know, maybe. Maybe this, these are the ones here that are slain for yes. his testimony. Yes. Maybe not the ones that have just died a natural death.
0: No. Of sin. No, these people have been martyred. That's their, that's their cry to him. This happened to us because we believed in you, we had faith in you, and we refused to yield to anybody and yield our faith to them and said, we didn't believe in you. It don't give New Testament, it don't say Old Testament, it don't say for the New Testament word, it don't say for the gospel, it says for the word of God. Well, when you you look at these things, there's righteousness that's found from Genesis all the way up, when there was very limited amount of word, but yet there was word, okay? And so the word of God came through people, came through prophets, came through teaching, came through a relationship that God early on had with people and they shared that information and then it became in written form when Moses wrote it. And so these people, you think about Isaiah. Has anybody ever read how Isaiah is proclaimed that Isaiah died? Anybody? The Bible do not tell us. You know why? How he died? The sixth king that he was uh, served under, uh, according to historical documents, cut him half in two with a saw while he was alive. Think about that. That's why he quit writing. These are the people I'm talking about. That they died horrible deaths because they refused to yield. They were hunted down like criminals, and they were killed, and they were told to, to you, you can't believe in God anymore. You can't serve God. You, you're not better than, and they said, no, we do love God. We serve, and they were killed because of it. And, and it wasn't all murdered. wasn't all necessarily murdered. They died because they had to flee from the, the things that were happening to them, and they starved to death. They did other things because that's what it it mentions, these things. They died because of their faith in God and nobody would help them because of that. And so this is the people that we're looking at and I just feel like that this is a right interpretation of it. I feel like these people, because of what he says about, no, I can't do it right now, rest for yet a little season. A little season, he says, because he knows that these other people are gonna die very soon.
3: You know, you know something else that has to be though. That means they have to get saved in the tribulation hour, because if they was already saved, they would have went in the rapture for one thing. And I hear a lot of preachers say that the Holy Spirit won't be present. That's not true. In the sense of being restrainer to His activity in a church, no, He is pulled back. That's what's going to give way to so much evil. But for Him to be there to convict and reprove and impute grace through faith, the same method in which we're saved, that's still his ministry in, in, the, in that time. So these people, one mandate they're going to have to avoid is to not take that mark. That's right. And, and and some of them are going to know the Gospel. I believe there's going to be people that go into the tribulation that knew the Gospel. Bunches up. And so there is going to be the Word that's going to be declared to them, not only through the two witnesses and the angels, but there
0: are going to be people that knows what's going to happen next according to the scriptures. And don't forget there's going to be 144,000 witnesses too of of Jewish descent. And and he's right, you know. I used to be one of those who believed that salvation would only come through death or murder and and martyrdom, And, and that's what the result of it would be. But if you'll notice, all through, all the way to almost the end, the, the Bible makes a remark that they would not repent. And it makes you wonder if they would have repented, what would happen? They could have been saved.
3: You, you know, another, one more thing I'll uh, uh, <laughs>
0: Y'all believe that? You, you know, another,
3: uh, another thing is we're, the Word says that the Spirit w- will not always strive with man in light of what we're talking about now. I think that's more on an individual level because God knows your heart. He gives everybody a certain amount of time. He knows how long each person should be on this earth to get saved. And if they keep rejecting and rejecting and rejecting the Holy Spirit, will draw away from them. Won't convict them or work on them no more. And only God knows that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I don't believe it's saying it. Saying doesn't always strive for man means that he won't be present
0: during that, that time. Yeah, so what? So for y'all to know, you that could not hear what he just said, that he believes that the Holy Spirit will be available to people for salvation during this time. There's gonna be a large number of people go into the tribulation who have been on the outskirts of the church looking in for a long time. There's gonna be a lot of people who have sit in the pews for a long time saying they were saved when they weren't, that's gonna enter into this tribulation. They're gonna know what it's gonna take. They're gonna know what they can't do. And they're gonna, I I promise you, there's gonna be one of the biggest revivals the world has ever seen after the rapture of the church. You mark my words. And those people will be saved because the Holy Spirit is not pulled from salvation, he's pulled from restraining the Antichrist. Okay. That's right. I, and I believe that too. I lean toward that very heavily. Uh-huh. And we know for sure, no. But we do know that the people who make it to heaven from the tribulation are going to die. Uh-huh. They're going to die. Yes. Yes. Seven-year tribulation period. Uh-huh. Okay. I've heard preachers talk about
4: seven-year tribulation period. And then in the next statement they may make a statement about first three and a half years is gonna be peace. Yeah. Okay. How can be? If, how can there be peace for the first three and a half years if it's supposed to be a seven year period of tribulation? It's gonna
0: be a seven year period of tribulation, but and the and is great
3: tribulation.
0: Now, and it it's the great tribulation. That's right. And, but you're right. There's gonna be a three and a half year period. That's the reason a lot of people believe that in the three and a, there's a there's gonna be the rapture in three and a half years. This is where this comes from. And there is gonna be war, they're gonna be still be conquering, there's still gonna be death during this first three and a half years, but it's gonna be like some like you're seeing now with war, with devastation, with it's gonna be unexplainable, like the Lahana fires and the the wildfires over here, and the earthquakes, and the, and they're, boy, they're gonna be explained in a way, and, 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 but at the same time, the anti- Antichrist is gonna to have to win the faith of all nations, and he will. He'll win the faith of all nations, and I tell you what, I got a theory about this guy. I think that he's gonna be so well-liked, he's gonna be accepted by the Israelites, and I believe that he's gonna help them build their temple. That's my personal belief. I have no way to support that, no way to prove that, but I guarantee you one thing, when that temple gets built, the the desolation, what's the word, the abomination abomination of desolation that Daniel talked about is gonna happen on that day when that temple is dedicated, and he's gonna walk in there because he's helped them build this thing, and that's where this three and a half year period comes in. They said it would take them approximately three years to build that temple if they were turned loose. At the end of that three uh, three years, they're going to have this biggest celebration the world has ever seen. They've got all those red heifers. They're going to have slaughter. They're going to do sacrifices. He's going to be invited because he's a, he's opened the door for them to do that. And he's going to walk into that temple. He's going to go into the holiest of holies. He's going to sit on that mercy seat and say, here I am. And,
3: and I mean, hell's fixing to break loose I mean, when he does. I believe when that happens, and they realize he betrayed them, is when he's going to receive that deadly wound. Yeah, it's not going to kill him. Yeah, we—I mean, that is just a theory of mine. Sam. that is nothing
0: in the scripture that can prove that. We just know that that time of des—the abomination of desolation—is going to come, and that's what it is. And a lot of people say, "Well, it's already happened when they they they, they sacrifice the pig on the altar of God." No, that's not—that's not what we're talking about. The de- abomination of desolation is when the antichrist comes into that temple and proclaims himself as the Messiah, God in the flesh.
4: Chapter 11, chapter 14, or somewhere, and John sees a great multitude and he asks who they are, and it says, These are things which come out of great tribulation. That's right. If they come out of the great tribulation means you have got
0: to have gone into it. That's right. And, and we're going to see that. Matter of fact, that's in the uh, mm-hmm. next chapter, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> multitude and white rose. And those people that you're talking about are the people that they're telling these other ones to, to wait on. That number, that group right there is who he's telling them to wait on. And we're gonna gonna talk about that when we get to that group of people who I think they are. And I think it's gonna be shocking. I told y'all when we started this that a lot of the stuff that you heard and believed all your life about, because see, at this point right here, there's still an earth. It's in the process of fixing to be annihilated. Now, before it can be annihilated, it goes through a seven-year tribulation. At the end of that seven-year tribulation, Jesus Christ Himself comes down and puts His feet on the Mount of Olives. Splits it half in two. Israel is at war. The nations of the earth are gathered together. They're killing them right and left. And that's why Jesus said, if the time had not been shortened, there wouldn't have been any of them left. He's gonna come down and set his feet on. It's gonna make a valley. The, the survivors of Israel are gonna skirt between that valley and he will keep them safe. He's gonna cast out the, uh, the Antichrist into, into the burning pit. He's gonna put the false prophet in the burning kit, pit. He's going to, they're gonna put Satan in a bottomless pit and bind him for a thousand years and he's gonna set up an earthly kingdom like they were looking for when Jesus came and he's gonna rule and reign for a thousand years. People will live, people will die There will be babies born, there will be all this going on The Bible says people will live a hundred years We talked about that in Isaiah Isaiah prophesied these things How it was going to look There's more talk in Ezekiel and Isaiah And other Old Testament prophets About the thousand year reign of Christ Because that's what they wanted There's no talk of of the church In the Old Testament Amen. Because these are all Jewish prophets that are prophesying and stuff, and they're prophesying concerning God and the Jews. Now, Isaiah was really bold. He said that the Gentiles would come to him. That's happened. We've seen it happen. We're, we're here. Amen. And we're here because Jesus became a rock of a fence and a stone the stumbling to Israel, and he turned to the Gentiles, and the Gentiles saw a great light, <laughs> praise God, and I'm glad we did. And that light's still shining for the Gentiles today, but the time of the Gentiles is going to come to an end, and when it does, the church is out of here. Yeah. Antichrist, at the beginning of the period of tribulation will bring peace to the nation of Israel.
2: Sure. No one has ever done that.
0: He's going to get it to
2: them. That's the peace he's talking about. For the first three and a half years, uh, that Christ will have a peace treaty between Israel and all her enemies, Arabs, whatever. I don't know where he'll
0: have a peace treaty between them, but he will have it made where they can build their temple. And that is their sole purpose right now, is to have that temple built. And right now, the, the, the Palestinians and the other Arab <coughs> nations around them are not wanting that to happen. The Antichrist is going to help that to happen. And because he is going to be a conqueror and he is going to have control of those nations, they're going to listen to him, just like Israel is. He's going to have them all buffalo. Amen? And, and
2: when he sits on the throne, like you say, or sits on the seat there in, in, in the temple
0: and proclaims himself to be Messiah mm-hmm. then starts the great tribulation mm-hmm. I, well it uh, starts uh, the time of Israel's almost destruction for sure, sure. and it's going to be the time when they realize in this time mm-hmm. we're 140. we're fixing to go into the uh, from chapter 7 to 144,000 that are sealed they're fixing to come in chapter 7 and so they're gonna be there working and proclaiming Jesus Christ the Messiah. They're gonna be, I heard a preacher say one time that there are gonna be 144,000 Apostle Pauls turned loose in Israel at one time. And they're gonna be convincing and people are gonna believe them. And the Bible says at the end of the thousand years when the, when when Satan is loosed again, the, the scripture, and we'll see it, that makes a remark that the, the nations are gathered together against The saints who are in Israel. So they have been converted to Christianity and the world wants them gone. They want that place. Now why would they want that place? Why would they want that place and why would they want it bad enough not to destroy it? I can tell you the answer to that. Y'all know how much gold is going to be in this temple when they build it? Do you know how many billions and billions of dollars worth of stuff is going to be in there? They're not going to take a chance on incinerating that place like happened to it the first time. So they're not going to use these nuclear weapons and go in there and nuke Israel. They don't want to nuke Israel. They want that city, and they want what that temple's worth. They're not believers in Christ. They want... What it's worth, just like the Babylonians did. Amen. Well, we we done got out on on a limb here. I'm gonna tell you now. This is all what we're talking y'all about right now is theory, is conjecture, is what can be, is what could be, and what looks like it will be. It, we have to rely on the Holy Spirit. And what we got to understand here is that we need to take this in steps as it's given to us, and 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 the, the reality. We may not know how this comes to pass, but to know that this is going to come to pass. And the numbers that he's gonna give us about the dead during the tribulation is the number, the highest number an Israelite man knew how to give. It was a number higher than he could count. Okay? And so we're not gonna get into even, even the sixth seal tonight. We're gonna to stop right there because we didn't, we don't have time to do it justice. So we're gonna be uh, on the 10th. Uh, we're gonna do the this. Y'all, we said a lot tonight and kind of got ahead of ourselves a whole lot and I said I wasn't going to let that happen but I can't help it sometimes because I think that uh, the Lord has shown us something that, that uh, and, and you know, here's another thing. I fully believe that in, at the rapture there's going to be a lot of people who knows about God a lot and I think it's going to be we don't have a way to know we don't get to judge We're, there's going to be a lot of people who know a lot about God who don't know God somebody mentioned that this morning I think or Wednesday tonight it's not that you know God it's, it's not that you know about God it's that you know God amen and, and so there's a lot of people who know about God, but they don't know God. And that number is huge. And, and I was telling somebody at the house today, Billy Graham, and I've told y'all this before, and I don't know where you remember this or not, when Billy Graham first became, got into his ministry and he began to, to get kind of renowned and he started writing books and things like that. I never read one of his books. I don't read any of their books. And, uh, but he, I heard that an excerpt from one of his books was that when he first got called to preach and he got it early in his ministry, he felt like that 80, only 80% of the people who sat on church pews were saved people and 20% were not. When he became an old man, he wrote this book after he was an old man, this is what he wrote, that I believed when I was young that 80% of the people on church pews were saved people and 20% were not. As I've lived my life, and I've preached the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I've preached how we're supposed to live for Jesus Christ, I now believe that 20% are saved and 80% are lost. Now think about that. Hundreds of millions of people say, I know Jesus. Are you listening? Hundreds of millions of people, maybe even in the billions, say, I know Jesus. I know about Jesus.
2: They're going to wake up and the tribul- rapture has happened. They're going to understand exactly what happened. They're going to say, Lord. Yeah,
0: look what we got to do. <laughs> and they're going to become, they're going to get saved and they're going to be empowered to say no to that mark.
1: You know
0: that there's a second chance. It is. God's mercy mercy. endures forever. Satan
4: knows Jesus, seen him face to face.
0: And he's going to know, and he wants them killed. He wants them wiped out. And he wants them to die in the most horrible way. And he's going to make it as hard on them as he can. Because remember, during, during all of this, there's still children being born, or babies being born, the rapture's already taking place, the children that's going in the rapture are gone, but there's gonna be more people being born. Okay? And so, uh, by the time uh, the seven years is up, if there's a baby born in the first year of the, of the tribulation, he's gonna be seven years old before it's over with. Think about it. Time flies, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Y'all, our part is to read the word to make sense of the word, to go by what the word tells us, and here, these, he's seen these people underneath the throne of God, underneath the altar of God, the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Now notice it don't say the testimony of Jesus Christ. It don't say that. It says the testimony which they held, okay? And so that's the reason I kind of believe that these people, are people who prior to the church age, prior to the Holy Ghost, prior to all that, are people who have died, that died for the cause of God, that are there want to know when vengeance is coming. And his answer to them was, when until your fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. So I'm wondering if the fellow servants that he's talking about is not the 144,000 and their brethren as those they have led to Christ. Think about
2: it. There's still
0: people
2: martyred today all the time. I got, I'm the going, we're
0: going to get to that. I've got statistics to show martyrdom in our work. Amen? Please. Statistics to show martyrdom in our world. Any questions or comments? Y'all know this is complicated. It seems complicated, but it's not. The, God's Word is simple. Believe what's written here. And all this other stuff, my
3: theory, what I believe, what others believe, is just what we believe. Amen? You know, there's no sense in being timid about it because having these discussions because Daniel even says in the end of time people will run to and fro seeking into the Word and the things of God. You hear it more and more, and you see more video on it than I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. So man is turning his attention to these things, mm-hmm. which I think that pleases God, He knew that was gonna happen.
0: Well, As we see what's happening in our world today, yes. it's pointing that way. And,
3: and so for us to discuss it and reason together, whether we're right or wrong, if we're going at it in the right spirit, God is pleased with that, and I believe he'll show us. Yeah, and, and that is the,
0: the thing that, that we want to please God and we want him to manifest himself to us. And he can tell us these things, show us these things. You know, when these prophets were, were writing these things down, they wrote down what the Lord laid on their heart. They wrote down what the Lord showed them, and they never saw it happen. A lot of Some of it they did, most of it they didn't. The things they wrote about the end time, and y'all, I have purposely not gone into the Old Testament while well, we're studying Revelation. So what we're gonna do after we get through with our study of Revelation, we are gonna go back into the Old Testament prophets and we're gonna look at what they said happened and it will bring a little bit more clarity as to the things we're looking at here. Now, we may have done it backwards, but, but we're gonna get in I mean, when you get into Daniel and you talk about the 490 years and you get into all that stuff, you, you get, it goes, it, it, those go by Jewish calendar. Don't go by our calendar, and their years are different. I mean, it's all kind of crazy. But I can't tell you this: this seven-year tribulation is the last seven years of that 490 years, because they're not. That right. they, they don't run concurrently. Right. And I'll tell you this too: when Daniel made that prophecy, 483 years later, Jesus Christ died on the cross. Now, your, but it's pretty spot on, isn't it? And so that that last seven years hadn't occurred yet because that last seven years is about Israel and about this tribulation that we're fixing to study about. It's a lot there. And and so we would just uh, bog down in in the Old Testament prophecy. So we're going to go ahead and study Revelation. Then we're going to go back and we're going to bring these Old Testament prophecies in and try to make some sense out of what they saw and what John sees. Okay. Any
4: comments? Appreciate all the time and the effort you put in for studying Thank you. to study it. Thank you.
0: I love it. I, I enjoy it, and I, I get a feeling of, and that satisfaction is more than that. That the Lord has shown me. I feel that He shows me things. And when I studied the word, I studied the word and asked him to show me things. And sometimes it's different than what everybody else thinks and says it. And it's challenged my beliefs in Revelation, the things that I thought, like what we saw tonight. I thought, when you go leave this earth you don't remember this place, Uh uh-uh. These people remember this place. And it says so in the word of God. So what I believed didn't matter what the Word of God says does. And there is gonna be a time we will forget this place and the Bible tells us when that is. We're gonna see it in Revelation when we will forget this place. And it'll become heaven for real. Amen? Amen. Amen. And one more thing, I know, I could do this, I love this. (laughs) But I'm, I'm fixing clothes. The earth we're on now, the heaven these people are in, is gone well, Even the heaven that they are in That's right. What John has seen In that glorious place Is going to be gone It ain't going to make it Okay There's going to be a new heaven And a new earth Both of them so Just so you'll know that what, what we're reading about now Is not going to make it The places we're reading about now Ain't going to survive only the people who have stood for Jesus and have stood on the testimony of God are
2: going to be there. Amen. Wow. That heaven that they're in couldn't survive because it does not have perfection. No, you it's polluted. They can remember this. Yeah, well, well not we only that, there's
0: been war in that heaven. There has been war in that heaven. And so that place is not gonna survive. The place it's gonna be is gonna be all brand new. And all memory of all the rest of it is gonna be taken away, and that's when it's gonna be up from heaven to us. And everybody there. Would you stand? God's good, isn't he? Amen. Did y'all understand anything tonight?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Not that much. Y'all don't forget to pray for Brother Bill. He was uh, sent word that uh, he's doing better and he's got a no ways to go and he just hated it. He couldn't be here tonight. He's been enjoying this study in Revelation. So I'll be praying for him. If you get a chance, to go see him. He's in room 320 South and uh, he's, uh, he'll take visitors and uh, go by and see him and tell him you love him, think about him, pray with him. Would you bow your head and close your eyes, Lord? All these altars are open. The, the thing that we've studied here is one thing we know for sure. Only those who are saved are going to be there. No one else. I think we're going to see that there's a great number of people who thought they were that weren't. I think Jesus shows us. He gives us the parable of the wheat and the tares. He gives us the the parable uh, of the judgment where people say, we know you, we did these things in your name, we did this and we did that. And then say, I don't know who you are. It ain't about those things. It's about do you know Jesus? And are you filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost? That Spirit will quicken us when He comes. These altars are open if you want to pray. every day because i'm telling you he could come any day any day anything else
5: brother dale Swint? will you dismiss us please thank you dear lord for allowing us to be here and bringing us to your house safely lord we just ask that you bless each and every one who showed this evening and give them a special blessing protect them and they return into their home place Lord thank you for brother Gary the the time and the work that he studied and thank you Lord for your blessings on him to understand enough to tell us and so that we can understand in a manner that we can understand Lord we just asked you to be with brother Bill is he is in the hospital that you will give him a special touch that you'll make him well, that he can come back and study Revelations with you, Lord. He's made the statement that he enjoyed studying the Red book of Revelations with us. Lord, we just ask you to be with each and every one of the people that's working inside the church, Lord, that they will be able to communicate and be united together as one, Lord, as we face our business meetings. Lord, we just ask you to we can Just get along and and do better than what we've been doing. Lord, we ask these things on our prayer list. We have so many that your will shall be done in providing comfort to them and their families, Lord. We just ask all these things in your precious Son's holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.